everybody, and welcome to episode 20 of the Cinefessions podcast. I am one of your three co-hosts. My name's Brandon Chowan, and we also have Chris Ranson and Ash Collins. Guys, great to be back here again this week. Chris, how are you? I'm super. That's awesome. And how about you, Ash? How's your neck feeling? Uh, Better, better. Hopefully I don't need surgery. I'll find out in 10 days if, you know, it doesn't poof out again so good to go what what type of surgery would it be if you had to do surgery well it would um they'd have to basically they'd have to go underneath the uh because she thinks it's a sebaceous cyst which is just like an infection of the glands so they'd basically have to go in under the glands remove those and excise that part of the wound that was infected and then let it heal jeez yeah that does not sound like fun at all no. So I'm hoping it just heals. Yeah. It's, it looks good, and it's not oozing or anything. Right. Weird, so we <laughs> shall see. Good. Awesome. So, Chris, what'd you do this week? Um, I beat Destiny, the Taken King. So, I mean, it was pretty short. It was probably like eight story missions. Okay. And then I kind of just futz around in it, doing like all this. Because it unlocks like a shit ton of like post-content DLC, but I'll let Ash talk about that, because he spent more time with it than I did. But, um, <laughs> uh, I had a free rental from Redbox. I played some Batman Arkham Knight. So I'm about two-thirds through it. Okay. And it's good, but the vehicle stuff is just... There's so much vehicle stuff, and it's so tedious and monotonous. Like, I hate having to, like, hop in the, the Batmobile, mm-hmm. hook something, pull it, ramp, blow up some things, blow up something else, and then fight a little and have to do something else ridiculous with the Batmobile, like drive it up a building wall or like it just it's not really fun, it's just more tedious. Yeah, and you didn't like the first two, correct? Not really. They're kind of meh. Okay. I mean this one has a really good story, but mm-hmm. there's so much filler content. Oh. Like just in the main plot line, because right now, I won't ruin anything, but you have to hunt down inside of, like, a giant building. I'll, I'll call it that. Okay. You have to hunt down, like, three things. So I'm like, that doesn't sound fun. That just sounds like a fetch quest in an RPG. <laughs> you need this magical item because it may or may not do what you need it to do. Jeez, and it's not even like a one of the side missions, and there's a shit ton of those too. But yeah, um, I mean, it's entertaining. I get frustrated at it. I was frustrated with Destiny multiplayer, which very powerful language comes out. You're getting better at it. Yeah, um, I don't know. It just I I found the right weapon set for my for what I like to do in the game. I find auto auto rifles work better for me. There's just too many. You really have to pay attention to... It's not just your best equipment. It's You need specific equipment mm-hmm. that's super good, and you need, like, the right team. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I, one of the things I've found is I'm not... I'm good at support, so I try to run on the pack and um, definitely, you know, keep my all rifle going, but then I also... Um, I upped my... I like I dumped everything into int and discipline for my character so that I could fire off my supers faster. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, the last game I played, I think I got like 15 kills, which is the most I've ever gotten. <laughs> then you have people on the team who get zero. Yeah, that'd yeah. be me. Yeah. And then you see the other team and like their lowest person got like 22 kills. And you're <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, how did yeah. they all end up on one team? Right. Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, see, I've been doing the, the ones that like more team based. Like, uh, I've been playing Rift, which is basically capture the flag. And then, um, Control, which Control is my standby favorite from when Destiny first launched anyway, where you have to, there's like three zones and you have to try to keep control of each zone for your team to get more points. Now, so. can I even play that because I don't have the Taken King? Nope. That's um, I don't know. Well, they, nope. they had nope. It's all it's all transferred over to Taken King because it even has the Taken King logo on it. So it means you can't access it with the original Destiny. That's yeah. They have they do have like what they call classic PvP though too. Well, that you can jump in on. Hmm. They do have that. But. Yeah, I'm not paying sixty bucks for taking. I didn't even I haven't even played Destiny for more than like ten minutes. So <laughs> no way I'm paying sixty bucks for an expansion. So Chris, what did you uh, what did you purchase today? Well, I had a busy week. I also got the new Skylanders game. Oh. Three versions of it, you know, mm-hmm. and all the figures, and I didn't get all the vehicles because I don't think I really need the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like you just need. This is the first Skylanders game where you can actually access everything in the game from day one. Because, like, previous games, they, they've held out, like, certain elements so you couldn't get through certain, you couldn't get through certain portals and do certain things until, like, Waves 2, 3, and 4 came out with the toys. But this one, you just need the vehicles. So you just need a land, air, and water vehicle. And the game comes with the land. The expansion pack comes with water. And then Target had an exclusive variant for an air vehicle. Hmm. I mean, I had everything day one. And I'm probably like, I don't know, five or six missions. And it's very different, but I really kind of like it. And I like being able to just explore everything. And they've tweaked little things. Um, I don't like the new characters. The one that came in the starter pack is pretty cool. I forget its name. Um, the other ones are really kind of slow and not that fun to play as. I guess I'm more into like the, the faster paced playing mm-hmm. characters. So and Wave Two comes out this Saturday, which only has one new figure for me. Oh, okay. So I think there's there's supposed to be two, but they recalled one of them because it's not working properly with the game. Hmm. So they didn't want it on market until the patches come out. Um so yeah, I dropped like it was only like two fifty total to get all the new characters. <laughs> The extra vehicle and three versions of the game, which is and the just expansion insane. pack. That's Why? crazy. It's three games. <laughs> the same I got, game. I got the dark edition, which is a hundred bucks all by itself. Wow. I I got well, I got the dark Wii U edition because I needed my um, uh, Donkey Kong amiibo slash Skylander. And I had to get the 3DS version so I could get my Bowser. Amiibo slash Skylander. And then I had to get the PS4 version, because I'm actually going to play that version. Mm-hmm. And I tried the 3DS version, and it's just kind of... It's just straight racing, mm-hmm. and it's kind of boring. It didn't really do anything for me. Now, I mean, I watched you play, because you, you uh, streamed it, I watched you play the PS4 version for a little bit, and, I mean, it instantly reminded me of Knack. Does it play like that at all? 
No, Knack is a lot harder. This plays like, um, I think people call them roguelikes. Um, oh. what's the game I'm thinking of that it's kind of like, um, starts with a T. It was on, I think it's something like Torch or Torchlight. It's like okay. Torchlight, but with like actual figures. Gotcha. Diablo, even, if you want, like a very watered down Diablo. Like you level up and you can, there's like different paths to take. And this, it all evolved as the series went on because they didn't have like, you only get to level 10. I think level 25 is the highest you can bring a character up to, but all the previous figures worked. Okay. And then like they, they remodel and upgrade and give new powers to like new figures and. No. It's, it's kind of complicated, but there's 151 characters now. So there's as many Skylanders as there are original Pokemon. And do you have them all? No, because they're not all out yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> They release them in waves. Gotcha. So now, do, is this the best Skylanders yet? Um, I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. It seems long. At first, I thought it was going to be short because all the other games are broken down into chapters. Mm-hmm. But this one seems like each mission has three or four chapters within it. Okay. It has a more cohesive flow. But I like because you can skip like seventy-five percent of the vehicle missions because it's only going to force you to play the land ones. Mm. because that's the only item that you're going to have. So they make sure like you can beat the game out of the box without buying anything new. Okay. But um, it's fun. I played, I won some online multiplayer. I was like, hell yeah, I beat all you bitches. <laughs> so you stick to that because you can play the little kids and beat them, but not in Destiny. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Destiny's uh, no, Destiny is a different beast. Okay? Yeah. It's, it's definitely different. What type of online multiplayer is it? In Skylanders? Yeah. Um, just racing. So it's basically oh. Mario Kart. Oh, okay. See, now I'm kind of I'm kind of tempted to get it. I, I'm interested in trying it. If it's a watered down version of Diablo, I mean, like, that'd be something that would, you know, I'd probably like more than, say, Diablo. Because I like yeah, the I mean, but I just don't... Th- you know, get into there's it. not like equipment and stuff like in normal Diablo. Like you can find hats and there's different hats and they pop up on your character and they give you different things like higher intelligence, attack, stuff like that. And you find them in the thing. And there's like a weird little card battle system inside the game. And they have like easy to like super hard mode. Mm-hmm. And obviously you don't want super hard mode unless you have unless you're starting with characters that you already have leveled up. Yeah. What's cool is if you ever came over and you're like, here, I brought my Skylanders. You could bring your Skylander and we could play together and it would be your, whatever figures you brought. Yeah. It saves all the data of that figure on the toy itself. Wow. So, so like all my figures have like all the stats and level paths that I've picked. Okay. So I, so I can move it from game to game to game and it's exactly wearing like the exact same hat, the exact same level attack, all of that. So how many figures do I need to buy if I if I go out and buy this this weekend? How many figures do I need to buy if I buy it for PS4, say? Well, you don't need to buy anything. You can, you can do it all from the box. You get two two figures and a vehicle. And how much would that cost me? Um PS4 is 75. Okay. But if you if you have the Gamers Club unlocked, you get 20% off of that. I don't have that. No. Okay, but if I don't have all the characters, am I going to be able to fully appreciate the game? Well, if you wanted, 
so technically you you would need to, to access everything in the game you all, well to access all the stuff in the story missions you also need a water vehicle and an air vehicle so mm. they're like 15 a piece okay but you don't need you don't need a water character or an air character to use them see what but then hmm? oh, go you, know, you continue go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> But then, like, when you're in your home base, the, the academy, each so each character from this game has a specific vehicle. So if you match them up, if you have both of them on your portal, it unlocks a separate challenge to do. So, like, each character gets its own special challenge. And then they also get one assigned to, like, their vehicle as well. So that's six stars total you can earn. And stars unlock you. The more stars you get, the higher your portal master ranking is. And I think it goes up to like 75 or 100. And I think I'm like 15 right now. And that unlocks bonuses. So like, it could be like more experience on pickup, more gold on pickup, um, like special things. So like if you preferred like dark creatures or death based creatures, like, there's one, like, if you're in, cause specific parts of stages have, like, certain elements are stronger. So if you're in those areas with, like, your character, it gives you an additional bonus, like, I don't know, super killer zombies appear behind you and stuff like that. <laughs> That's all so nice all confusing. Of, yeah, there, there's lots of little areas. Okay, now these but, are all original characters, right? They're not, you can't buy like already established characters, like Star Wars characters or Marvel characters or anything like that, right? No. Nope. What games can I get those characters for? The Marvel ones, Disney Infinity. And then there's a new thing coming out called Playmation. I don't know when that comes out, but it looks terrible. Wow. But Disney Infinity is not very good, right? That is an understatement. <laughs> okay. It's pretty yeah, crappy. That sucks. See, but everyone, uh, uh, let's see, uh, uh, everyone that's not you that has been playing Disney Infinity 3.0 has been liking it, so I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, but those are the same people who are like, oh my god, Amiibo are the best things in the world. <laughs> no, no, actually, the, the couple of people I follow haven't touched Amiibos, but they well, absolutely love the Disney Infinity 3. But no, it's like people who buy Amiibos are like, this is the best thing ever. Oh, you know, Disney Infinity has its fan base, but it's such a piss poor short game. Like the the play sets like three hours. Oh, that's right. You were talking about that last week. So you're going to drop 75 bucks on like a play set version of Star Wars. And you get two characters, the play set, the game and the portal thing. For 75 and it's three hours of content unless you're going to make levels and build levels Fuck and, that. and they're just not good the ones that are out there but right now i think in the middle of the month of october they're releasing a toy box story or something like that and basically it's a story mode created around disney infinity universe so every character is playable in the story mode for the first time ever, hmm. which is something <laughs> that should have been day one in the first fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> and like play sets can't be played in other future games. 
So, like, you can only play the Disney Infinity 1 playsets in Disney Infinity 1. You can only play Disney Infinity 2 ones in Disney Infinity 2. But you have these cool figures that are recognizable to you. I like that part of it. (laughs) Sure. But they they work the same way as, like, the Skylanders and all of that. But what's stupid is, because obviously Disney Infinity 1 is only on, like, PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. um, that generation of systems. So when you have figures, if you activate your figures in your other games, for some reason, when you go back to the first game, it won't recognize it and makes you delete it if you want it to count as your character. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. Uh, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I don't really care for it. I mean, the new Star Wars expansion comes out Sunday. Mm. Which, I mean, if you bought the PlayStation 4 Legacy bundle or whatever it's called, you would have had it. But this thing is dropping so fast. Like, the PlayStation 4 edition came with the Rebel pack. Yeah. Two characters. Boba Fett. And the new Star Wars pack, which comes with uh, Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. So you got two play sets, four characters, and five characters plus the game and portal for 120. Wow. It's now down to, I think as of this Sunday, it's going to be 80 bucks before the gamer discount at Best Buy. Okay. So it's plummeting in price. I mean, the playsets are normally thirty-five, and it's it's releasing for twenty on its release day. Hmm. Yeah, good so. for those who want to get into it, I guess, later in the game. Well, I'll be grabbing it, and then I might keep it at that low price. Yeah, if it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, but the only people I follow on Twitter that play it are like the super fanboys who like buy everything like four times. Yeah. I saw someone like on one, some person I follow bought like every version of the Skylanders game. <laughs> so they bought two versions on like every system basically because they got the dark and the regular. Wow. And then they like lost their shit because turns out there's, there's a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory moment where there's a golden variant in some of the games. Like the vehicle is actually gold. <laughs> Plated, so it's it's a it's a fourth variant of one vehicle. Oh, it's the fourth version of one vehicle, and like, I mean, the store here had it, but I didn't get it because it was at Toys R Us. Oh, and I wouldn't okay. have gotten, I wouldn't have saved twenty percent. So it seemed kind of stupid, yeah, to to do that. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, enough rambling. I'll let someone <laughs> else speak. Well, t- first, before we move on to uh, tell us what you bought at FYE today, I want to hear about. Oh yeah, I went to FYE, and there was this—I call him a child, but he was probably like twenty, twenty-two—and he was walking around in his sandals, just dragging his feet, couldn't bear to lift them because God forbid you lift your feet. So all I could hear was this scuffing sound, and he happened to like be stalking me in the store because everywhere I turned, he was like right on me with the squish, squish. <laughs> so finally, I, I told him if he doesn't lift his fucking feet, I was going to shove the fucking sandals up his ass. 
And then he just kind of like walked away from me. Oh my god. I'm like, god. what the fuck is your problem? Like, <laughs> lift your fucking feet. Mm. Oh I'm man. Use, I won't use the R words. Day. <laughs> man. But, um, man. But they had buy two, get one free on used yeah. items. And, um, you know, I, I actually watched Smarmy Jerk Faces videos. Mm hmm. Cause they amuse me. And there was one movie that it looked. Like ridiculously amusing, and it looked like a Christine knockoff called Phantom Racer. Oh yeah, I remember. so they had, yeah, they had it there for like three ninety nine. So I'm like, duh. Right. I ha I've had a gift card for like forever, so mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, well, what what Wes Craven films don't I have access to yet? Mm -hmm. And Summer of Fear, which also has a different name, and I don't know what it is, but it's a TV movie from like eighty four with Linda Blair. Something like Invitation to Hell or something like that. No, that's a different movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he did a lot of TV movies. Yeah. I don't know what this is about. It's like they go to someone's like, weekend home. But it it goes for about 30 on Amazon used. Like, I guess it's out of print. Mm -hmm. But they had it for six ninety nine. So So then I'm like, well, I have two movies. So now I have to find a third movie. Because... Stranger in Our House is what it's also called. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I have two, so now, now I'm just going to have to find something else <laughs> in this price range for free. So I found a Paris YTM, or Paris I Love You, okay. which has a short, a bunch of short films, mm -hmm. and Wes Craven directed one of those. So I think it was like $6 out of pocket I spent. That's awesome. For, for, for three movies, and, and I'm like, worst case scenario, I just throw... Summer of Fear on Amazon after I'm done watching it. Right. And get like, I could be like $25, mm -hmm. which is lowballing it compared to everyone else. Yeah. So that means it'll sell. I'll be like, profit. Hell yeah. That's what I do. I always lowball it on there. Like, I still like my Metroid Prime trilogy, like, I don't know, 20 bucks less than everybody else, but I still made like 100 bucks on it. So, I mean, that's crazy. Can't beat that. If only those games were good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, awesome. So, yes, I need to go check out FYE and see if I can't pick up Phantom Racer because I really want to see that movie because it looks fantastically awesome. <laughs> and so, yeah, someone said it was on TV like the oh. day before he posted that. Oh, no person. shit. Yeah, they replied because I always like to go through and see if people reply to like his postings. Mm -hmm. And so someone was like, oh, I just watched this last night on Sci-Fi or something. I'm like, damn it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I remember reading that. I remember, yeah, that's awesome. I'm too lazy to do like the search thing to see if it's playing again. Right. <laughs> that, that's a lot of work. Yeah. And the odds of it playing again, I feel like are slim, but sci-fi is doing their, I don't know what it's called, but the Halloween for Halloween, they have horror movies on all the time. And there's like four, maybe three original films that are coming out that they're releasing what? during the month and like all Four or three, however the hell many are, they actually sound like legit good horror films. Like I'm, I'm interested to see them. I couldn't tell you the titles of them right now, but um, definitely check it out. It, I'm sure they'll have it on sci on sci-fi.com, you know, whatever the website is. And uh, DVR is full though. Yeah, like we started wa we started watching shows and oh, the only one, the only new one I like is Blind Spot. Okay, which is about the they find like this naked tattooed chick in the middle of Times Square. Mm -hmm. And like, there's an FBI agent's name, this tattoo on her back. Right. And then they find like this tattoo behind her ear. 
and it's in Chinese and it's an address and they go to this address and there's this guy planning to kill people and they're like what the fuck is, like who are you and why is all these weird like links so it's basically I think the whole season is going to be them going through the tattoos and trying to find out the connections and yeah that's what it looked like, like on the preview yeah it was fun and we checked out Limitless I lasted 16 minutes before I'm like done yeah like such a douchey character like i'm like ugh. have you seen the movie yeah it wasn't very good either mm. but bradley cooper's in the show reprising his role as the senator okay sorry i just ruined the movie but <laughs> sorry. oh well i think that was our um, giveaway this week limitless and is? hannah hell yeah oh, i forgot all about that yeah i think those were the only ones we started watching okay Heroes is on right now. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Ash, what did you do this past week? Uh, doctor's visits, sleeping <laughs> in, Destiny. Um, and then uh, we were watching, we're getting caught up on Doctor Who, watching chunks of it at a time. Okay. I think, actually, yeah, we did We did finish the last season that uh, popped up on Netflix. Um, awesome. So we, we got through all that. Um, obviously, Sensei. And not a whole lot else. Yeah. Your week's not nearly as entertaining as uh, Chris's week. Well, yeah, the the 2.30 in the morning shift kind of takes it out of me. <laughs> I bet. When you have to go to bed at like 6.30 at night or 7.30 just to get yeah. enough sleep. It, yeah. That's crazy. No. Yeah. Fuck that. <sighs> Yeah, this week I didn't uh, I didn't do too terribly much. I I played Madden some more, and I am sixteen and zero now, which is pretty fucking exciting. And now I have my because I got obviously a bye for the first round of the playoffs, and so I get a rematch with the Detroit Lions. And so I'm going for back to back Super Bowl victories once as the Carolina Panthers, but then we move to Los Angeles to be the Red Dragons. And so I'm hoping oh, you you're the NFC. You're in the NFC then, right? I am. Okay. Yeah, which is okay. Which is actually probably easier than AFC right now. Yeah, it's just like silly because my conf like I wish they would allow you to realign because like I'm with all the you know West Coast team or East Coast teams, this like Southeast Coast teams of uh, what Tampa Bay, New Orleans, um, and who's the fourth one? Ah, I can't remember, but. Of course, now I'm on the West Coast, and so it's just it's just stupid. But obviously, you can't realign in Madden, even though you could realign in NCAA football 13 and 14. For whatever reason, you can't do that in Madden 16. But such is life. Anyway, I love the game. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun now that all the patches are in and everything's good. And it's just a ton of fun to play. Um, other than that, I watched a movie called The Severed Arm, which I'm not going to talk too terribly much about because I will have a review of that coming in October, which we have a, a number of reviews coming in October, and a lot of them are West Craven films, thanks to Chris. So definitely check out the website for those. It'll be a pretty good month of reviews, especially for horror, for, for horror films, obviously. So definitely check out the website come October. But uh, the one thing I do want to talk about The Severed Arm is I watched it on Exploitation.tv, their, their new uh, streaming app, and... I got to say, the app, I, I got that and I got Shudder at the same time, and both of them are pretty damn impressive. They have a lot of films that you're you're just not going to find anywhere else. They're not going to be on Netflix. They're not going to be on Amazon Instant. You know, they're not easy to access films, especially Exploitation TV, because they are, 
vinegar syndrome titles they're exploitation titles they are um there's another couple companies that are with them um but those are two of the main ones and there's just a lot of hidden gems in there that are are fun to kind of wade through and follow brad f henderson on twitter because he knows virtually all of them that are worth watching and this was one of his recommendations was the severed arm and it's the severed arm is basically a slasher film before the slasher craze which is what i think is most interesting about it it follows some of those same tropes but it it doesn't at the same time and so it makes it very interesting it's not a wonderful movie by any stretch and definitely one that only certain people are going to enjoy but i was one of those people and uh you have to, you know, check out the website for more on that. But Exploitation TV, I, I really enjoy it. Um, if you are looking f- to purchase titles from Vinegar Syndrome at all, I mean, it's a lot cheaper to pay the uh, $9.99 a month for, you know, however many months you want to check them out for and watch all those movies then. There's a lot of, obviously, adult entertainment on there as well just because of the nature of the beast. And that's what Vinegar Syndrome releases horror films you know, exploitation films and a lot of the skin flicks. So, you know, if you're not into that, obviously you're not going to be into exploitation TV, but I enjoy that. And then shutter is another cool one. The only thing I don't like about shutter is there's no watch list on exploitation TV. There is a watch list. You can only access, you can only add titles to it via the website. You can't do it through the app, but, uh, shutter doesn't allow that at all. Unfortunately, and there's no search engine on either of them on the Roku apps, which is really disappointing. You have to go onto the website for it. But Shutter is complicated. The yeah, <laughs> but like I'm lazy. I I know I, I don't can't know why. It. But I mean, they're both newer services, so I'm sure they're going to be updated as time goes on. And Shutter's only five bucks a month. Like it's awesome. Shutter, you can go on there and actually, if you get if you have a Roku, you can download the app and. There is a there's a movie streaming at all times, and as far as I can tell, because it says watch the free stream, it's a it's it's free. So even if you don't pay the five bucks a month for Shutter, you can still go onto the app on your Roku and watch whatever movie's playing for free, which mm. is really cool. The only thing I don't is that all they have it on is Roku, or uh, you can get it on Roku and uh, PC right now, and I think you can get it on the tablet. But you can't get it on any of the systems yet, unfortunately. Any of the video game systems. Which is actually why I purchased the Roku specifically for those two apps. And I'm glad I did because they, they work really well. Uh, the only thing I don't like about the sh- streaming thing on Shutter is a lot of the time they won't play the original... Uh, if it's a foreign film, they won't play the original foreign uh, audio track. They'll play an English track if there's one available, which I hate that. I'd rather read the mm-hmm. subtitles. I love the cheesiness. <laughs> it works for some films, but not for others. <clears throat> Zebra. Zebra. Sorry. Flashbacks, <laughs> what I watched earlier today. Zebra. Fuck. Zebra. Just put, just give me subtitles. <laughs> don't, don't make me listen to this. Oh, man. Um, What else? I bought a few films this week, which I'm pretty excited what? about. So I'll talk about those for a second. I bought um basically... A few of these are coming from recommendations from other people. So the Screamcast was talking about the Cannibal movies, uh, I don't know, maybe three, four months back now. And I finally pulled the trigger on Cannibal Ferox, which is it's a two Blu-ray and one CD set. And it's from Grindhouse Releasing, which is the same people that released uh, The Beyond, which was a three disc set. Also, I think the third one was a CD as well. But they did an amazing job with The Beyond. And that was the first time I watched it. And The Beyond's a great film. 
uh, you know, if you haven't seen it. And so I was like, you know, I really want to get this Cannibal Ferox. So I ended up pulling the trigger on that one. Um, I bought Intruders, which is a Sam Raimi produced film, I believe. Uh, another 80s, 80s film. It's supposed to be a lot of fun. Um, Curtains is just from, uh, I can't remember if that was from Synapse. Yeah, that one was from Synapse also. So was Intruders. And that one just sounds interesting to me. I don't know. Like these actors go to a house to audition for a role and they get stalked and killed one by one. So they're a slasher film. Um, I heard of that one. Like, I, I swear I just recently read about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I picked up Tourist Trap because it was only like nine bucks on Blu-ray from Full Moon. So I don't know how good the picture quality is going to be yet. But um, And then I picked up uh, the two movie feature of When a Stranger Calls and Happy Birthday to Me from Mill Creek Entertainment because of um, Smarmy Jerkface's review of it. He loved it. And it's one I've been wanting to see uh, a lot recently. I actually bought it a long time ago back on DVD from Kmart for like four bucks or something. But I can't find where I put it now. It's probably in one of these boxes behind me. Um, and so I just bought the Blu-ray set. It was for When a Stranger Calls and Happy Birthday to Me for less than five bucks on Amazon. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And the the reason that sold me on it was that all the reviews say that the transfers for both are great. Now, to be honest, I don't like When a Stranger Calls. It's, it's the original, not the remake. And I I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give it another chance. But I did not like the movie the first time I watched it. And then I picked up the one that kind of sparked my whole purchase. I read a review from Holly Horror on Letterboxd about the fan. And so I ended up purchasing that because that's one that has been in and out of my Amazon cart for like the past three or four months. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. It's expensive. It was a $30 Blu-ray, but I was like, I I just really want to see this film. It's a German film and it's supposed to be just incredible. And so I'm really excited to watch that. I'll probably end up watching that one this month and reviewing it October. I guess that's not this month, but you know what I mean. Soon, though. Yep. Very soon. It is. I also picked up Gotham Season 1. I forgot to mention that last week. I picked that up while I was on vacation. And I picked up The Flash Season 1. So my both my DC comic book TV series fix fixes. Have you seen Gotham? Uh, I've seen the first episode. And I liked it. But we just hadn't continued. And we had to change, exchange our DVR. And so we lost all the episodes. Uh, it's on Netflix now. Oh, okay. It just got added yesterday or the day before. Gotcha. I haven't seen it. I heard it's good, but then kind of loses focus. That's what I've heard too. Typical. I mean, I mean, that's all right. It's DC. I enjoy other shit. So I do want to watch Flash, though. I've heard nothing but good things about the Flash. Yeah, we were like three episodes into the Flash, and then our fucking DVR again, the same thought problem because we hadn't watched it. We got backtracked and just didn't watch them, and then we lost the rest of the season. But I fucking loved Flash, and so I was really happy that finally came out. I want to pick up iZombie. Be good too. I know I've never seen it, but I do own, <laughs> I do own like the first two seasons or the first season or something. I think of the first season on Voodoo, and then, I mean, it, it's silly to buy them now because Black Friday they're going to be fifteen bucks. Yeah, it was like Supernatural. I think that last season just came out on DVD, <laughs> and it's like sixty five dollars for the Blu-ray, but it'll be fifteen on Black Friday. Right, and, and I've bought all of them. For like the past five years that way. I haven't watched any of them, but I've bought them. Yeah, I only the stream them on Netflix. Supernatural is always on Netflix. <laughs> I know, but it's easier when I, like, if I own it, it's fine, and then I'll stream it. Then in the off chance it's not on Netflix. That's yeah. happened to me before. <laughs> but I actually like the show a lot. 
Although it kind of went downhill a little with the whole religious aspect. The angels and God, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> but But I like the characters a lot, so. That's cool. Yeah, I think that's... I think that's about it. I can't think of anything. I thought I, I was thinking of something, but I, I lost my train of thought, so whatever. All right, so last week we had another giveaway, and we have another winner to announce. And the winner is receiving Hannah on Blu-ray and Limitless on Blu-ray, even though Chris just shat on the film earlier. That's all right. TV show. Yeah, you shat on the TV show. Touche. Terrible. Don't watch it, guy. All right, so this week's winner, let me pull up my information here. All right, so this week's winner is Brent Attica. So congratulations, Brent. You have won Limitless and Hannah on Blu-ray. So just DM me or email me at contact us in the fashions your uh, mailing information. And that is our UK listener. So who knows if I'm going to regret that once I get the uh, the bill for the shipping. But we shall see. So what I'm doing next week, instead of sending movies out, because it costs me, you know, X amount of dollars to pay for it, whether it's in the U.S. or wherever. And so what I decided is for this next giveaway, what I'm going to do is just give a $10 Amazon gift card. Now, if you're from the U.K., I'm going to be an Amazon U.K. gift card. If you're Japanese, it'll be from Amazon.jp. If you're, you know, from the States, it'll be here, wherever you're from. I'll just purchase a $10 gift card and email it to you that way. That way, you can buy whatever the hell you want. And it's only saving me a trip to the mailbox or to the post office, which seems to take me forever to do. And uh, it's only costing me like an extra couple bucks, so it's not a big deal. So I'll do that for at least this next giveaway, but I'm thinking probably for our future giveaways as well. Just give 10 bucks and Amazon gift card money because I always love gift cards and I assume everybody else does. So, Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to play a clip. All you have to do as a listener is listen to the clip and email me at contact at cinefessions.com or DM me on Twitter at Simon One or at Cinefessions and give me the film in which that clip is from and then you will be entered in for a chance to win that $10 in Amazon cash. So again, contact at cinefessions.com for the email or DM me on Twitter at Simon One or at Cinefessions if you can tell me what film this clip is from. Somebody help! Hello! What the hell happened to you? Uh, my friend, she's sick. You don't look so good. I know, there, just, there's this disease. I, I, I think all my friends are getting it. And I, did you just know where a hospital is around or something? Yeah, stay right there. Don't come any closer. I'll get a doctor. Thanks. Pancakes! Pancakes! No pancakes. Pancakes! No pancakes! Excellent. So again, if you know what clip that's from, if you know what film that clip is from, I always do that every single damn time, and it pisses me off every time I fuck it up, but I still do it. Anyway, if you know what film that's from, just DM me on Twitter at Simon1 or at Cinefessions with the correct answer, or email me at contact at Cinefessions.com, and you will be entered in for a chance to win $10 in Amazon cash. Awesome. Anything else before we get started, gentlemen? No. Oh, you know what? I do have something. So I found this article. I was going through Twitter like I do every morning. Or Fuck, who am I kidding? I do it like 17,000 times a day. But there is this 
there was this um, article linked about this guy named uh, Jamie Burkhart, and it's basically a horror festival that he does. Apparently, he's been doing it. This will be his fifth year doing it. Um, it's called That Jamie's Horror Fest. And when he started off, it was just him on his couch watching movies, and he would tweet about some of them. And it would go on from there. It was basically, I was reading the article. It said he came home from work on October 1st, realized he, he wanted something to bring him joy. He realized what day it was, and he put in Rec 2, and then he started tweeting about it. And people started responding like, oh, you know, what else are you watching throughout the month? And so it became this horror festival that he ran. And apparently in, you know, 2012 and 2013, there were all these giant prizes. Um, he would like live tweet through every film that he would watch. And all these people would join in. But it was costing him tons and tons of money out of his own pocket, which, you know, I can relate to because you want to connect with your viewers. And a great way to do that is through giveaways. And But that always costs money. It doesn't matter, you know, if it's movies that you already own that you're just giving away or movies that you're purchasing new would always cost money. And so I understand that aspect. I think that's probably why I connected with the article so much. But basically it got too big for him. I don't know that that's exactly true what I just said, but it it got so big that it started to fail. And so where in two, I think it was 2014, I think it was last year's, he had this idea that he was going to start off the festival by showing aliens at, um, I think it was the, oh God, uh, the Alamo in Austin. And so he was, he was trying to book the venue, but apparently it was a, it was a big fail, a big failure. It, it didn't happen. And so at that point, that year, it kind of just went to shit. Now, he was thinking about not doing it anymore, which is always, always disappointing because, you know, <laughs> us as bloggers, we get, we put, put our heart and soul into it. And if things don't work out, it's disappointing. For example, and I think this is another, you know, just connecting with this article so much, um, the Cinefession Summer Screams Challenge we've been doing for, this was our fourth year and likely it'll be the last. Um, just because it, or it'll, it'll change formats at least if if we decide to continue on with it, just because it was such a you know big build up to it again this year and it just uh, failed on basically every different aspect, you know, mostly on my my side of things. It just didn't uh, didn't come through as as we'd hoped. It wasn't quite as the growth wasn't quite there like I'd hoped it to be, and, and so I can definitely relate with that just being a crushing feeling because you want things to succeed. You put your heart and soul into it, but you know, that said, who knows what'll happen next year. Um, and maybe we'll move it. Maybe we'll do it in October next year instead of June, just so that way, you know, more people are interested in watching horror films and watching sci-fi films, but that's a story for another day. But anyway, he decided instead of just, just getting rid of it, you know, people were giving him some encouraging words and he decided, you know what, I'm just going to go back to the basics. And so this year, he has a list of movies he wants to watch, and he's, of course, ded dedicating uh, a day to Wes Craven. So on Thursdays, he's going to watch a Wes Craven double feature, and then every other day he has one film that he's going to watch a day. And he's going to live tweet about some of them. There's no, you know, no giveaways, no live tweeting every night, anything like that. And so he's just going back to basics, and I think that's really cool. Did you guys, you guys, did you guys look at this article at all? Nope. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I figured probably not, but. Um, Sorry. No, don't be. That's fine. Um, I just thought it was really interesting because a horror fest like that, I mean, that would be like my, my ultimate dream. I would love to be able to like book a theater 
for 24 hours and just, you know, have tons of people there and just get to watch, you know, whatever movies that, you know, I and my friends get to plan together. I think that would be awesome. And so I just wanted to advertise that horror fest. And again, it's called that Jamie's horror fest. And I will put the information to it in the show notes. So that way you, if you're interested, you can, you know, link to it and, and follow along. But I followed him on Twitter and I uh, definitely plan to participate in some of these, especially the, the West Craven double features, even though they are on Thursdays when we do record. Um, you know, I hope to participate as much as I can just because it seems like a really cool idea and something that basically anyone can get involved with, which I think is really cool. So I just wanted to give some advertisement toward that and, uh, you know, wish him luck, basically. And if you're interested, definitely follow along. So I'll put the, put that information in the show notes. But awesome. Okay, so. Without further ado, let me take a drink because I've been talking too much already. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it, since, since he's drinking, if anyone didn't watch Scream Queens, I loved it. And I'm contemplating writing a review up. I just haven't decided. Write it up. Write that shit. It was hysterical. I loved it. I think people are either going to love it or hate it. But more people die in Scream Queens, episode one and two combined, than the whole season of Scream. That's awesome. It's very divisive. Like <laughs> half of my Twitter feed loved it. Half of my Twitter feed hated it. So I'm definitely going to check it out. I hope I'm going to watch it this weekend because I have it recorded. But All right. So as we get into the reviews here of Sense8, which again, major spoilers, major spoilers. Every, we're going to talk about everything. But as we get into episode two and then episode three, uh, I'm not going to go kind of scene by scene like we normally do just because it'll take too much time we've already been talking for you know 45 minutes so i don't want to make this episode a three hour long episode so we're just kind of going to go through and uh, talk about kind of the major points of the episodes and just and just give our opinions on it and see how we liked it so episode two is entitled i am also a we I don't know. I think the titles are so strange, but this one is entitled "I Am Also a We." The episode three title is fantastic. It though. is. It is. And <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. We'll talk about that when we get there, though. Um, all right. So jumping in, we find out right at the beginning that uh, Nomi, um, I guess, kind of in a former life, I guess, was a hacktivist, and uh, Amanita is a bookstore employee, which is kind of, uh, just seems the opposite one kind of, because Amanita talks about her living a life of crime and then Amanita works in a bookstore. So I just think that's funny that they're just complete opposites there. Um, and then we, we, we skip over to the boy in the hospital. It, I, did you guys get the impression that the boy just looked so much younger than what I think he was trying to play? Or is that just my, ignorance to the youth of today it's your ignorance yeah because <laughs> like the things he was saying i'm just like you look like you're like 13 years old that's the point he's living on the street he's getting his cred <laughs> i hate this plot line like it just needs to go away it's well i mean terrible and it continues for like the entire episode <laughs> Him and no, it doesn't. He doesn't talk to the boy in the hospital for the rest of the thing. He's like, "Hey, I, know, but I don't know." Up again with his dad, and then I'm like, "Oh, just go away." Yeah, it's standard cop plot line. It's like an STD. It just won't go away. Chlamydia. Damn you, chlamydia. I mean, I think they. 
they use it later when you're talking to the dad. You're right. In order to show that, you know, helps to, to build that divide between him and his father. So I think there's a point for it. Whether we like it or not, which I don't mind it, but I don't care for this character anyways. No, <laughs> but he's not my least favorite character. We'll get to that in a bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, so one thing I, I noticed and I, at least the characters in this episode. So what I like about this episode is they kind of focus in on a couple characters um, as major focuses, as opposed to, uh, you know, trying to go through all eight again, like they do in the, in the, in the first episode, which I understand why they do it in the first episode. You have to know who these people are. Um, at least the people in this episode, which who are the major ones? We have, um, we have Will, the cop. Mm-hmm. We have um, Naomi or whatever. Naomi, yeah, Naomi, uh-huh. uh, the trans transsexual blogger. And we have Kala, the uh, Indian woman from Mumbai, uh, who's in. I already forgot about her. <laughs> now we see a little bit of Wolfgang, and we see a little bit of Riley. Um, and we see Lido, right? We see Lido in this episode too. Yeah, he'd be the other main focus, right? I'm kind of mixing my two episodes up. No, um, is Lido the actor? Yes. He he's primary in this episode. Yes. So, okay. So it's him, the transgender chick, his yeah. name I can't pronounce correctly. No me. And and Will, they're yeah. on the Indian girl. Like they're the four primary. Right. And everyone else just kind of has a <laughs> two-minute gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But hell yeah for ball slapping. <laughs> like, I see balls. Oh, man. Score. <laughs> so, I'm going to skip what I was going to say because it, it's it's just completely wrong now that I think about it. <laughs> but what I was thinking, I guess the characters of Will and Nomi are kind of related other in a different way than just the fact that they have that eighth sense, but they're also related in the fact that they had rough childhoods and, you know, families that uh, didn't necessarily, yeah, didn't necessarily approve of them as children and as growing up. Um, so I guess I'll just leave it at that because what I wrote was just wrong now that I think about it some more, but that's <laughs> the fun of taking notes on the fly. So, yeah. So Nomi and Amanita, Nomi has this, this speech about um about pride week and uh how she's they're getting ready to go out and celebrate pride and i'm just i'm such a sucker for that shit like i i love that speech that she gave i don't know if she's like video blogging that's kind of what i thought she was doing i wasn't it wasn't amanita it was no me that's oh yep you're right that's what i meant i was thinking one and said the other i apologize no that's fine I was just clarifying yeah absolutely <laughs> was she video blogging yes okay yep um, I really like that moment. I thought that was really cool. And she gets real emote, like she she was just getting intense as it went on, um, which is just another nod to how excellent the acting is throughout this whole thing. Aside from when Nomi tries to cry, that's the only part that kind of throws me off. <laughs> did in the first episode, and it, it did in this episode. To be fair, it got better in the third episode, but either way. So we also find out that Nomi. Well, first off, she passes out. Right, she's they're driving in the motorcycle, and, and she sees Jonas on the side and he's staring her down and for whatever reason she just passes out and so then they're in the hospital and we find out that Nomi used to be Michael her mom says you know oh you were a boy in my stomach and I gave birth to a boy and you were Michael so I'm calling you Michael basically we find out that her mom is an absolute raging cunt yes I was going to use that word too yeah. to get me to it. Like I, I, 
I hate this little aspect of this story. Like, this is probably my favorite storyline, but this little tiny nugget mm-hmm. just irks me because it's just so atypical of this type of thing. But so go on. Do you, okay, so you you don't like it because it's it's nor it's uh, stereotypical, it, or you you don't like it because the, it's it's the stereotypical, okay. you know, parent not approving, right? But I think what makes it interesting to me is that she clearly is taking it so far. Like even her sister, you can tell her sister hates the the fact that she's Nomi now and not Michael, but she doesn't quite go as far as the mom. She's like, come on, mom. She almost died. You know, I, I don't know. That's what makes it interesting to me is that the fact of how far they're taking it. Yeah. But doesn't the mother refer to her as a she at that same point too? I don't know. I only watched the episodes once this week, and that's something I would only pick up on a second viewing. Okay. Uh, so I'm I should sure. just turn the subtitles on is what I should do. Yeah. I, I really wish they would have just filmed everyone speaking whatever language they're supposed to be speaking. Right. It, it's it's weird. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the Indian girl scenes just were just odd. Because they, they right. jump into it and there's no subtitles and they no, <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the dialects get in the way of uh, clarity for us or for me at least. Um. So, someone, someone, help me out here. So, at, at, at coming or next is Will. He's watching that he got security footage of the um, like abandoned building where everything went down at the end of the first episode. And he's watching it and all of a sudden two hours are missing. Like it's daylight and then boom, it's two hours later and it's nighttime. But there's one person that they see walking in and then walking out and they're like, yep, he knows everything or he saw everything. Is that Jonas or who is that person? Is it just some homeless guy that happened to be there? Could you tell? I assumed it was Jonas. Okay. But what about you, Ash? I I couldn't tell. I couldn't either. Like I, the only thing that made me think it was Jonas is right now. Like thinking about thinking back on it. Like I don't know because that would be the only thing. Because I was thinking, wait, he didn't actually try to pers- He didn't go find that homeless guy, which is what I thought it was initially. But he did try to track down uh, Jonas. It seemed. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm mixed. No, he didn't try checking down Jonas until the next episode. Okay, yeah. Doing two episodes is so... <laughs> I wish we didn't have to do two episodes. I wish we just do an episode a week, because I think it'd be so much easier, because it's hard. I'm mixing things up already, and we're only one week into two episodes, but... Anyway, so I, I don't know. Like, I'm interested... I, I, I'm, I'm curious on if that wasn't Jonas, who was it? And if it was Jonas, I, did he even know who Jonas was at that point? Cause I, I feel like, think so. Yeah, I think they had the, the, inter- or the conversation about Jonas being a wanted man, I think that was later on in the episode. So that, that's the next episode. The, what's weird? There's something going on. There, there's a piece of the puzzle we don't have because mm-hmm. his father later in the episode, this episode, mentions an event that happened, and that he can't talk about it because then he'll be under psych evaluation and just taken off the squad. Right, but yeah, and they touch on that. Later in, it's no, I think it's the beginning of the next episode. And throughout the next yeah. episode, they touch on what that is. It's that the girl's name, the Sarah Petru, or whatever the hell it is. Right. 
So I don't know who that is or Right. I don't even know if it told us in the next episode. Yeah, it kind of, well, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll yeah, we'll talk about when we get okay. there, but... you you can explain it to me. I was like Yeah, and la, I don't even la, know la, la. if I know for sure, but we'll see. Um so then the the doctor comes in to know me and we find out that she has UFLS I don't know, something frontal lobe syndrome or something where basically her frontal lobes are like so close together they're almost touching and that if she doesn't have surgery that her mind's going to deteriorate and she could be dead within six months now i don't know how much of this is is true and how much of this is bullshit like her story is just confusing to me but in a good way because i can't tell what's reality and what's her sense and then what's just you know her mind playing tricks on her because if this disease is real and I think that's purposeful. I think that's intentionally done by the directors. And I think it's really cool. Um, oh, the other thing I think with that is if I think if they did a brain scan on all of the Sense8s, uh, I bet every single one of them would have this. That's interesting. Yeah. Because yeah, they all have a headache. Yeah. Right. And I bet it would cl- it'll clear up by itself after, like he said, you know, you've got so many days. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like a light turns on or whatever, however he put it. But yeah. Right. So, one of the next scenes is we get the the Indian family, and I tell you guys, I nearly fucking died when it fucking went to a Bollywood dance. Oh, scene. I love that! I yes. did too. It was absolutely perfect. It was like like I was watching what what were those movies that we watched? Doom. Doom. Yes, it was like I was watching Doom, and it was wonderful. I just think we like the three of us have such a a silly connection to those now thanks to thanks to you guys making me watch those films i just love it i thought it was so cool i had chills as i was watching it man i just i thought it was so cool and it, what makes me so happy is they went full on like they knew they were doing a bollywood scene because she gets pulled in she's like no i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it and if it was being a realistic scene obviously she wouldn't know the dance but they went full bollywood she all of a sudden she starts dancing she knows all the moves and everything like i just wanted to, to start raining and that would have been just i'd have died <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish there were subtitles at least so I could knew what they were singing. Right, right. That's what had irked me because I'm like, damn it. Because <laughs> I think one of the Doom films was on Netflix and it didn't have subtitles during mm-hmm. musical numbers, but it had subtitles the rest of the, rest the time. Of the I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the point. That's probably <laughs> like one of my favorite scenes in the in the show in the in this episode, just because I, I just love that they just went for it and they went full on with it. It was so great. So, my next note is, my God, the sex scenes are incredible. They're so realistic and they're just intense and passionate. They're they're awesome. Even if- I, I love that like under ass ball slapping you could see. I was like, yay balls. <laughs> Maybe I was probably the only one in this group that like. Was like, oh, I wish I had a zoom in feature for here. Yeah, no, I was the next part where she was naked on the bed is kind of what I was. I was enjoying a little bit more than the ball slapping. To be honest, I didn't even notice the ball slapping, but <laughs> that's just me. I couldn't even tell who it was in the scene. Like, I had no idea who was having sex. And then it, it hit me a couple of seconds later. Oh, it's Wolfgang. Yeah. Um, I like that he Jeff has. was like, like, who is this? I'm like, it's that guy who does the bank robbing. Right. <laughs> the lock picking. Yeah. Uh, I love that he had a craving and his his weird craving, he says, and it's Indian food we find out later. I thought that was just a perfect connection because then as he's talking with the girl who he just had sex with, he looks over and he sees uh, 
Kala, Kala, I'm not sure how to say her name, um, sees Kala and she, she sees him down from the balcony that she's at where she's going to say goodnight to her future husband. Um, it was just a great connection and the fact that he, you know, had this Indian food craving I just thought was really, really cool. And Ash was spot on last week with his sex thing with the actor getting the boner because of the connection with the two lesbians. Oh, um. Why do you say that? Why do you, what, how was that verified this week? I think I missed it. Because it happened again. Because someone got all horny this week. And it was because those two were having sex. And then later on, Jonah says, even passion is passed between people. Yeah, he does. He does say passion. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, somebody else gets all horned up. I forget who. I guess I There's missed so that. Did characters. you see that, Ash? Um, I don't remember. I watched this like, um, like, way on probably Friday or yeah. Saturday. So it's been a number of days since I saw it. Right. So. Yeah, it's hard to remember. I like watching. Yeah, I like watching it like today because it's still fresh. Right. Yeah, I watched this episode last night and the sec in episode three. This uh, rip like you know an hour or two before we started recording. So, but we find out Lido's gay. Yay, gay Lido. Oh, yeah. That, that we had suspicions. Yep. And I, I knew that because I read that stupid wiki article. And I was trying to get the characters' names. I was like, God damn it. Thank you, spoiler. But it still made me happy. Him and him and his boyfriend are a very attractive couple. I was like, wow, good for Leto. I like his magic bulge. Like, first, <laughs> the first time he strips down, it looks flat. Mm-hmm. And then he's laying in bed, and it looks like there's a softball. <laughs> and then <laughs> it looks like a baseball <laughs> later on. I don't. Then it's flat again, and I'm like, that is so weird. I don't think, I don't think my package has ever looked like that. You're gonna have to be uh, the expert on the penis continuity of the film, because of course, I yeah, That's I didn't I notice do. that at all. But That's what I do, <laughs> and and I officially hate the storyline. What? With her. She, I'm she gonna walk a, away. I'm gonna walk away. I'm so mad right now. Her <laughs> her becoming his fag hag, like fake. I was like, oh, I was cringing when she jumps in the bed. I was like, oh, this is awful. This oh, my tired. God. Oh, it was awful. It was amazing. I This instantly has become my favorite storyline because I love how the girl reacts to the entire thing. It was just I was dying when she comes to the to the she's like ringing the bell and then they have the video thing and he just goes, uh oh. Like I, I was just, it was fucking hilarious. And then when yeah. she finds out that he's gay, I mean, her reaction, oh my God. I mean, I nearly pissed myself at one point when, when she like runs out of the room and, and Lido sits down and he goes, uh, I'm confused because <laughs> he didn't understand what her reaction was. I, <laughs> oh, I was dying. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. It, this actually is like, it's not my least favorite character, but it's now like my second least favorite. Oh God, we are in two different wavelengths <laughs> with this show entirely. Yeah, but one of my favorite lines was, uh, "Why be jealous of the arm when you already have my heart?" And and his boyfriend just looks over to him and he says, "What movie is that from?" I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That's I, just, I do like. I love his boyfriend. I know he's so good. He's hilarious. I thought they're so good together. That's what I liked about him. So. All right, so uh, one one thing I know because we kind of go back and forth now between Wolfgang and and Kala, and 
what's so great about the acting is I can see the struggle of Kala wanting to wanting to be in love with with the man she's going to marry, but it's just not there. Like I can see that on her face, and I just think that's awesome. That's such a great you know uh, moment as an actor that you can you can read that as an audience member on on the actor's face. I thought that was so great. Um. My next note is, oh, God, I hope she strips. Oh, God, I hope she strips. Oh, God, I hope she strips. <laughs> and what do you know? She stripped. It's Daniela, of course. This is kind of backtracking a little bit, but. That's what she I knew that would be your favorite scene. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get over. I just, I can't get over how drop dead gorgeous she is. I think she's absolutely fucking beautiful. And the fact that she stays in her bra and panties for this episode and the beginning of the next episode. God. Yes, please. That was awesome. <laughs> and then, oh, the boyfriend again. Another great line. The problem is, honey, that you don't have a cock. And then he starts laughing. His name's Hernando. That's the boyfriend's name. Oh, man. I don't know how you don't like these guys. I think they're hilarious. No. I just enjoy them so much. No. I don't that like her true. either. I, I find, I just find her being what she is. It's just annoying. And then... <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I mean, they have the, the two guys have good chemistry, but I think that's about it. Like, I don't like the storyline. It gets even worse <laughs> in the next episode. I know, which I can't wait to. I can't wait to debate that. What? Uh, we'll get to it. Um. All right. So then there's that point where Will and Riley they they see each other through the mirror, which I thought was interesting. They those two have. What I think I, I don't know if I noticed in this episode or the next, but. Riley seems to be able to, I don't know what you call it, but have visions of other people's places a lot easier and a lot more frequently than some of the other characters do. Have you noticed that at all? It's because she's the main character. Yeah. Her and Will are the main her. Yeah, I think her and Will are actually the main characters. That could so be. She kinda, she, she's kind of taking the back seat in these two episodes. Yeah, she does. Definitely. But I think they're the main two. I think their powers are the strongest. Okay. And I think if anyone's going to bite it, because we all know someone's going to have to bite it. I'm putting it on the transgender. I don't think she's going to make it. She's our cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> this is heroes. I don't know. I, I don't think that anyone's going to die. No, someone has to die. They I think if somebody dies, someone. it'll either be the criminal or it'll be our friend in Nairobi. Ugh, don't even get started on that. That's a whole other episode. Oh my way. God, do you even do you, you know? Okay, we'll continue. Do you like anybody <laughs> in this show? I do. I like I like okay. everyone they don't show. Okay. <laughs> I'm like seriously like oh, you're man. focusing on all the characters I don't like. I'm like the like the cop. I don't care. <laughs> the Indian girl. Eh. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't necessarily mind this. I don't. I like the, the storyline for the cop and the criminal are a little tired, you know, just because I've seen so many cop movies and criminal thought stuff. But I like the characters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. I, just their plot lines are tedious. <laughs> like I'm intrigued by like the Asian girl, the yeah. Korean girl. Yeah, we're yeah, we're but she's not in this episode, episode at all. Right. <laughs> exactly. She's she's just not. I think she showed up in like. The opening montage she does. for like right. two seconds. And so does um Caffius. Just for a yes. second. But Yeah, that's it. Um I'm like, ugh. Yeah. So 
continuing on the episode, we find out that, you know, Nomi's mom basically imprisons Nomi in the hospital. And the, the doctor somehow agrees to this, which I think, like, she clearly has money. I think the woman is, or the mom is, uh, you know, paying off the doctor or something to keep her there. But Well, not just that, but um, that condition, you, you wouldn't be able to... Uh, I think they go a step further where her mother actually like gets power of attorney over her because uh, she wouldn't be able to make rational decisions with her brain malfunctioning. Right. I think that's why they go that far with it. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, and this is also when we find out that Jonas is on the most wanted list at this point. Um, and then Jonas shows up with Nomi. And that's when she thinks she's losing her mind. She doesn't know what's real. And like I said, I don't either. And so it'll be interesting to see how that can, as that continues. Um, then there's this random guy who breaks into Riley's apartment. And then we find out that, well, I assume the reason he broke in is because she took the cash and the drugs from that shootout at the end of the first episode. Mm-hmm. And then Will goes to his dad. And that's when you were talking about earlier. He mentioned Sarah Patrell. And it's like, okay, well, who the hell is that? So uh, we kind of get some information on that in the next episode. It took me, it took me two whole scenes to figure out who his dad is. <laughs> what do you mean? The actor. Oh, I don't, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's the dude from the Matrix. Yeah, he was in the Matrix. Oh, okay, he's I knew I recognized him. Too. But... I think it's like Joe Pontanelli or something like that. Could be. Don't know. Not He's the one that goes on on, on about oh. steak and the Matrix movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, he is, isn't he? <laughs> your mind just got blown. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it did. I, I picked, like, because we have the flashback of him. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, he obviously he's made to look younger. And I'm like, that voice is really familiar. And then when I saw him later on, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, well, it's verified that Jonas is real because he shows up in, because Almanita says that he's in the picture staring at her that she took on her phone right before she fainted. So whatever the case is, Jonas is real, which obviously we find out, or we know that as it goes on. But um, what I don't get next is Will goes into this pharmacy and he's acting real shady about buying sleeping pills in a psychic magazine. It's like, what the fuck does the, the, the clerk care that you're buying sleeping pills in a fucking psychic magazine? Why are you acting so shady? Like, it didn't make sense to me. Um, but whatever, Jonas shows up, and then they have a fight, which is pretty cool. Like, I think the fight choreography in the in the series is, is pretty excellent so far. And uh, it goes to that chase scene. My favorite moment of the chase scene is when Jonas shows up in Will's car, and Will's reaction is just like, what the fuck? It was just so genuine. It was it was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. I did like uh, Jonas's line in the store too, where he's like, "You know, you're gonna <laughs> what was it? You're gonna fight me? And you're gonna it, reach for that gun on your? Yeah, you're gonna reach for that gun in your holster, and the fight's gonna be over. Yeah, I know, already something like that. Yeah, I uh, know that was really cool. <laughs> um, and then the, the, uh, so they have the car chase. They're kind, and then at one point, Will gets himself into Jonas's car and they're talking a little bit and Jonas is like, you know, good job. And he's like, but it begs the question that if you're here, who's driving your car? And so then he appears back in his car and then boom, car accident. And the episode ended. I was like, no, don't end. But the episode ended right there. Um, Yeah. So that is episode two in a nutshell. Uh, Ash, what are your thoughts on episode two? Um, 
it ended on a high note. It was a little slow developing, but I liked I liked that we dealt more with um, a couple of the characters who didn't get as much time in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually kind of annoyed that we didn't get more time with um, okay, the who's the DJ from Riley. Riley. We didn't get more time with Riley. I really like Riley's character. She's not my favorite, mm-hmm. but I really like her storyline um, and her character. Um, but yeah, um, no, I thought it was pretty good. I know it was a little slow points, but it kept my interest throughout the whole thing. So, yeah, I thought it, I, I loved it. I thought it was an awesome episode. Um, I just wrote, you know, God, this show is great. Uh, I love that they stuck to a few characters just because it made the whole thing easier to digest. Uh, and I thought it was an excellent follow-up to that to that pilot episode. So I'm excited. I was excited to continue on to the next episode, which I did obviously later today or earlier today. So Chris, what are your thoughts on this ep- episode too? It's not that it's terrible, but <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, I, I like that they focus on certain characters, giving them more time. But then just seeing they're not the characters that I want to know more about because, like, we already know. To me, we already know enough about Will. We already know enough about most of the people. I mean, is Leo the actor? Leto. Like, yeah. It was ni- nice seeing more about him. Mm-hmm. I didn't particularly like the things filling in there. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. <laughs> But I do like uh, the transgender girl. Her, I like her plot line. I think it's going to be like the main focal point of yeah, like, nope. figuring everything out. Because the one yeah. thing you didn't mention was that Jonas asks Will to go save her. Oh, right. That's probably an important part. So I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, mean, I do love. Um, I do love Nomi and uh, Amanita's interactions, <laughs> and uh, Amanita telling her. Oh wait, where is that the next episode? No, I'm burning this her. building down. Yeah, that's the. Yeah, if, I, if I will burn <laughs> this building down if I have to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Jeff turned to me during that scene. He's like, you're going to do that, aren't you? I'm like, yeah, that would be me. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. So that is episode two. Let's jump right into episode three. My first note in episode. Okay, so episode three, also directed by the Wachowskis. Wachowskis. Again, I have fucking never (laughs) said the Wachowskis. Oh, my God. I should have never asked the question. So episode three, directed by the Wachowskis is entitled Smart Money is on the Skinny Bitch. <laughs> I love that episode. What, a, <laughs> what an awesome Oh, I cracked up when I saw that. I was like, yeah, I bet we're dealing with, uh, uh, what's her name? Son. Son, yeah. Yeah. So, the first thing I noted was the opening credits are absolutely beautiful, but they're about three to four times longer than they should be. For an episode that's for a TV series that's a Netflix original series that's obviously created to binge watch. It's not created for a weekly viewing. And so, damn, they're long. But if you skip the frame five, but if you hit right on their directional pad five times, yeah, it cuts to the very last second of the oh. title sequence. Boom. Because I did that this time. I'm like, I am not sitting through this again. You no, know, it's long. <laughs> Is long, which is such a counter to Scream TV series, which was like, Scream, boom, that was it. Like, that was it. No, <laughs> it just has well, Fear the, Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead is the same thing. Like, Fear the Walking Dead is literally, it's the title shot and with the, the screeching noise in the background. Okay. It's such a terrible it, like, show. Off. Ah, ah, 
Oh, it's terrible. I, I so love nervous. that show. Oh. Oh. See, I like it. I think it's oh. fantastic. I've heard so many mixed things about it. Oh, crazy. The, the people suck. <laughs> See, what I like just, the people. The, the druggy son, who happens to be in this show, too, by the way. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And I'm yeah, like, cause... oh, he's just as terrible here. <laughs> who is it? <laughs> Uh, he is the. He plays Nick in Fear the Walking Dead, but he's one of the druggies that she meets up with. Oh, um, okay. That Riley meets up with later. The exact same character he's playing. He was what? He's playing the exact same. Oh, character he played. He was Tom Riddle in Harry Potter too. Tom Riddle. Oh. Are you talking about Nick's from the first episode? The one whose house they all went to, where the shootout happened? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, this episode. She. She episode... meets up with the guy and the girl. Oh, yeah, and the yeah, guy. The guy that was Tom too. Riddle. He plays Tom Riddle in the, yeah, in the movies, I guess. I didn't even uh, recognize him. That's crazy. Well, ten years changes a lot. Yes, it does. Or however many it's been. Yeah, who knows? All right, and with that segue out of the way, or that distraction out of the way, we have Will in the hospital from you know recovering, trying to recover from his uh, car accident, and we find out that Jonas has been arrested. And he's a hero, but he's like, no, fuck this. I got to go. And so he leaves. And my next note was that I'm so glad that Daniela is still with the men and be very happy. Uh, You just have a crush on her. Oh, huge. She's so. What if she she was ugly? What if she was ugly? She's not. Would you would you like that character as much? It wouldn't work because of how gorgeous (laughs) the men are. It just wouldn't work. Okay, well, they're not that gorgeous. Uh, you have a different taste in men than I do. That is evident. <laughs> Damn I like it. I like both the guys and the girl. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Ash. Spoken like a true gentleman. <laughs> All right. So I thought, I thought this was a really cool scene, how Riley is walking through whatever. It looks like a subway tunnel or something of some sort. Uh, of something like that yeah and she hears the music playing and it immediately takes her back to when she's a child and she has i don't know who's it was mother father whatever playing the piano above her and she's sitting there drawing as a child and you know she looks and she sees this blind man playing the playing the keyboard and so that's she walks up to him and drops all the money this rolled up cash tons of money obviously into his uh, open guitar case or keyboard case and then walks to the trash can and dumps all the drugs which i thought was I don't, really interesting um i thought it was a, a bold move on her choice because clearly she doesn't it seems that she doesn't really have anywhere to go because someone was robbing her apartment where she was uh in the last episode and so now she just gives away all her money so so i'm gonna sound like the horrible human being but if i happen to be the next person walking by that blind man's guitar case those giant laws of money would be mine just saying. Oh. I'd be like, oh. I couldn't help but think, someone's going to steal that. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that would be me. Right. <laughs> I was thinking, someone's going to be an asshole and steal that. And you were thinking, I'm going to be an asshole and steal that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> like, she should have said, you know what? Here is a lot of money. <laughs> I know. She, that's what I was thinking. She should have, like, let him know that there was an obnoxious amount of cash down there. But whatever. Um, I think it's so, okay. So clearly there's a metaphor here that I just didn't catch. Maybe it's cause I don't know enough about zebras, but, but cactus, 
Caffius wants to be, he said that he wanted to be a zebra. And so they flash back to him as a child and him and his mom were talking about, you know, being a, a zebra. And so what's the connection? I mean, obviously it's a metaphor for something, but I, can you guys t- help me out? Be- because the zebra can live on just grass. It doesn't have to worry about anything else. And that's uh-huh. why the other guy says, well, how about when the lion makes it look like what we're eating right here? Ah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can see that. And then kind of the lion's attack later in the episode. Sure. I like it. That'll work. That'll do. Thank you. So, what do we have next? Oh, oh, yes. This is what I wanted to talk about earlier. So we go back to, to Lito and uh, his boyfriend and, and Daniela and... Did you guys get like, did she watch them have sex the night before? I don't think so. I think she was just saying that she really just likes to watch gay porn. I know. Like, it was just so like the, the interaction was so strange. I was like, what? Like, she, did she join them? Did she watch them? Did she? I don't I don't know. I I was they, like, they kept it ambiguous on purpose. Yeah. So you kind of read into it either way. Right. It was just it was awkwardly. That whole scene was awkward. Intentionally, though, because they're trying to get rid of her nicely. Exactly. <laughs> she's just not getting it. <laughs> then she realized, she reveals she's a big hoe. Yeah, she fucked slept up. with her future husband's best friend. Or yeah, such a convoluted storyline. I was like, this is requiring way too much thought. Yeah. Well, well, and, 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 and like, he does have a lot to lose if she decided to go public. Right. Oh, I was right about that too. He's worried about that. Mm-hmm. He's trying to be all political about it. The boyfriend's just like, just fucking get rid of her. What's yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> but I didn't think it was that confusing though, because there was a guy that she met that fell in love with her, and you know she was gonna marry, or her parents thought that he was the one to marry, and she didn't want to, and so to get back at him, to try to get him the fuck away from her, she slept with her, she slept with his best friend, and now. That pissed him off. That w- yeah, but he's like some drug lord or something, and that's all. But that I thought her dad was the drug lord because he was when they go to dinner. They're talking about you know what does your dad do, and she says importing, exporting, and he's like what, and she says uh, things that people want. So I thought right. she was talking about her dad at that point. She is, but then later on, the guy is all. He seems like a drug lordy type too. Yeah, I don't know. he could be. He could be, but so. Uh, what was, so we get, oh, Will's trying to stalk down Jonas. He wants to talk to Jonas and basically everything's getting in his way. So it's not happening. Um, we get Nomi who's just in this incredibly fucked up situation. And we find out that, you know, the doctors have decided to use force if they need to. So just to make the fucked up situation even worse. Now they're going to chain her to the bed, strap her to the bed. Hell yeah, that's how I like it. <laughs> um, I Only love that. willingly, though. Only willingly strapped to bed. Right, absolutely. Um, so, I love that Lido picked out Daniela by looking at her headshot. I thought that was that was pretty funny. And what I also thought was interesting is, is Daniela, the actress, is actually a pretty well-known Spanish actress. Like, I looked at her credits, and she has a ton of... Uh, films on there and TV series on there, but they're all in in Spanish. So 
I'm guessing that, you know, she's well known, not here, but in, you know, a Spanish speaking country like Mexico or Spain or whatever the case is. Uh, so I thought that was pretty just a interesting connection with the real life actress and Daniela. And uh, one part I thought was strange is that they pose for the paparazzi. Now, maybe that's just a cultural thing. Maybe that's what, you know, famous Mexican actors and actresses do, uh, you know, is, is pose for paparazzi as opposed to, you know, Americans who try to avoid them normally. I think, I think they were hamming it up for the camera. to Purposely, so it looked like they're together. I mean, that would right. make sense, yeah. Uh, well, and that, that she called them. Too that I you know, let okay. them know where they were going to be. Oh, uh, because I think at one point he asked her, "Did you do this?" And she's just kind of like, "Just go with it." Okay, <laughs> type of thing. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think the line is like, "Reporters, oops." I <laughs> know <laughs> she says, "This is the best part I've ever had." <laughs> Playing his what does she call it? She calls it a mustache or a beard or something. Chris, help me out. What is it? Um, Daniela says, I love playing your beard, I think is what she says. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of that phrase before. She says beard. I've heard that before, but I thought. I have, too. I I didn't didn't realize that's what it was. I thought it was something different. It's like cover. Right. It's what you're hiding behind. So next up, we get Sun. I put, oh, she does exist. Um, And then she's gone very fast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I I had no interest in Sun from the first or second episode, which obviously she's not in the second episode, so obviously I wouldn't. But I, I instantly was interested once that phone kept ringing, kept ringing, kept ringing. She ignored it, and then she pulls out that red notebook, um, you know, it's that damn red notebook again. And so then Will also pulls out a red notebook, and they're both pulling it out from a safe. And so here's where we'll talk about uh, Sarah Petrell a little bit. So Will pulls it out, and we see. Um, newspaper clippings. So Sarah Petrell is clearly, uh, I think she was like 10 years old or whatever, who a 10-year-old who went missing back when he was a boy. And we find out later in the episode that he had visions of her. And I think at the, the very opening scene was like a vision of her, and they were watching some guy like cut somebody's head open so they could uh, like cut his skull open to access his brain. And she's like, don't look at him, that's how he caught me or something along those lines. And so, some way, somehow, when he was young, Will had this psychic connection or this sensate connection with Sarah Petrell after she went missing. And so that's what his dad was referencing because obviously that sounds crazy, especially when you're a kid. It just sounds like you, you know, you're making it up. And so that's that's who Sarah Petrell is. She was a, a you know a little girl who went missing when he was younger, and he's clearly was obsessed or is obsessed with her. Probably is because he still has a notebook filled with information on her. Um, so that's what I got of Sarah Patrol. Does that make sense, Chris? Or do you think I'm wrong? It, it does. I, I think I missed that part. I think I went oh. to the bathroom. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Like I remember opening the safe and then I don't remember what happened next. So okay. I think I went to the bathroom because I was like, oh, nothing good will happen here. <laughs> it's just going to cut away. Like it always does. <laughs> uh, in son's notebook though, we get like, it's like business papers of some sort. And she has a flashback to her mom who's clearly sick. And is, I mean, pretty blatantly dying. And she says, you know, take care of your brother. Um, and so we find out because the secretary comes in and she's like, you know, Mr. Jong is on the phone for you. 
And he says, if you don't answer, then he's the next call is going to be the authority. So I was interested, inter- inst- instantly interested because clearly whatever business they're doing, something in it is illegal or something with that character is illegal. And so it kind of just added to my in- interest with that character. <clears throat> Makes him a little more intriguing. And then she walks up and she's like, where's my dad? And the secretary's like, I don't know. And so he's like, can you deliver a message? And she punches a hole through the desk. I thought that was really cool, which goes, you know, plays on what, what we what we learn about her later in the episode, that she's a kickboxer. So then we get Tom Riddle, a.k.a. whoever he is. I don't know the guy's name in the show, but <laughs> he introduces Riley to Bambi as the DJ. And then they kind of walk away and decide they're going to have a pint. Um, then we see uh, Kala again. And her wedding's in two days. She gets a text. They're in a meeting. She gets a text from the husband. You can still tell that she's not in love with him. And that's kind of all we see about that character in this episode, which is fine with me because she's my least interesting, the least interesting character in the show, if you ask me. Um, so now we have Caffius and his friend, which his friend's name is... Uh, J-E-L-A, Jella, Jella, I'm not sure how to say it, but... Um, Jello, he's Jello for now on. <laughs> so, Caffius and his friend, I think they're... Another uh, pairing, on-screen pairing, that I think is excellent. I think they have awesome chemistry together. Uh, and I think his friend is fucking hilarious, Mr. Fuck-Off. He's like, oh, I thought you looked like a, a man who wanted to make money. And then he, has, he puts on that whole scene to try to talk him down for the drugs for his mom, which you find out his mom has AIDS, which is really sad. And so this is the second plot line that I hate. Oh my god, Chris! <laughs> yeah, I, 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 oh, this I is my least favorite, I am. and it just gets worse. Oh my god! And the big ending, I was just all kinds of confused. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's just like I, I love it so fucking much that I can't. I'm at the point right now where I love it so much that I can't fathom why or how someone could dislike it because I think it's so fucking awesome. <laughs> that's that's the point I'm at right now, so I apologize, but I just can't see it. I just hate the two that you love. What what can I say? <laughs> All right, it happens. So, whatever they get the they get the drug. Just notice Ash is quiet. He isn't saying his yeah thing. because he agrees with me. He doesn't want to offend uh-huh. you. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I actually like the Nairobi plot line. Thank uh, you. Yeah, the, the the two I'm I like the least are the cop and the criminal, I, and I still enjoy them. But yeah, I like the the Nairobi plotline. Yeah, I would have to say, I, it's Van Damme. I mean, come on, I love it. <laughs> the only one I don't like is is the Kala is the Indian woman plotline. But if they keep doing that Bollywood shit, <laughs> I'm gonna change my tune real quick. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um. So we find out that uh, Riley's on the streets, and I just put that I can't believe she gave away all the money if she's on the streets now, because we find out she doesn't have any place to go. Um, and then Lido and Riley start switching places, and that's when I wrote down that Riley seems to be the one that is most receptive to other people's situations. Um, and I thought that was interesting, because not too much was done up with it, but it just happened. And so I think it'll be something that, you know just continues to happen and it just just uh, start to be like second nature to us. We'll begin to expect it as it goes along. And then it'll obviously hopefully lead to something. But I wrote down an Englishman, 
an Australian and an Icelandic woman. It's an interesting combination. But man, I thought that scene, it was so simple, but it was so, I was so engaged. Like I was just glued to the TV set. I was like, what, what are they talking? Like, it didn't matter what they were talking about because it wasn't too terribly much. But this is with the moment where the Tom Riddle says, you know, <laughs> so-and-so described you once, Riley. You know, he's like, you go to Iceland for, for two different reasons. One, the the Arius, how do you say that? Ar- Aurora Borealis. Yes, Aurora Borealis. And the other is for Riley Blue, the DJ. And he says, one is a natural phenomenon that you only get to see once in a lifetime or whatever the hell's line is. And the other is just a bunch of lights in the sky. I don't know. I thought that like the writing in that scene was so perfect. It just, it, it did its job. It engaged me. And I wanted to hear what these three random people were talking about. I thought that was really good. Did that scene stick out to you guys at all? Or was it kind of just there? Chris, I already know it was kind of just there. It was just there. Let me ask Ash. Um, it stuck out a little bit for me, but I know like Riley, so I was kind right. of paying more attention when that was going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay, Tom Riddle just distracts me with his weird acting. I thought he was excellent. See, I like I like his stuff, but and I and I was all uh, amused because uh, I caught that he was from Fear the Walking Dead before my wife did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff pointed yeah. it out to me, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's why they're exactly the same character, <laughs> just with different names. I mean, I don't care. Uh, I just, I thought he was great. I don't watch that, so whatever. But don't, don't waste your time. <laughs> it won't. It probably won't. See, get I renewed. like it. It already has a second season. Did it? Did it get renewed officially? Yeah. Yeah. That's After, as of the first episode, it's got a second. Yeah. Season. I mean, the number of viewers was absolutely fucking insane. Like, yeah, but I, I'm assuming it plummeted because all I hear is negative stuff on Facebook. Really? I hear a lot. How they just uh, want everyone frankly, to die. You're kind of like the only one who has a lot of negative to say about it, and a couple people on Twitter. So but a lot of people I talk to love it. My coworker uh, absolutely loves it. Ash loves it. I mean, I don't like your coworker, whoever he is. With that <laughs> taste. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead rating slips again, but. Uh, hmm. Oh, it gets worse every episode. I'm just like, this is just getting absurd. <laughs> um, getting back on tr- Anyways. to Sense8, the next scene, I mean, oh my god, it was so fucking perfect. So uh, we meet this this guy who wants to have, he's basically a fan of Lido's, and he wants to have dinner with him, or you know, have lunch with him, whatever the hell it is. And so they, they go and have lunch, and the scene is them two having lunch and and I wrote down before anything weird happened I just wrote down man this this guy this fan is fucking intense and then 2 seconds later he fucking sticks a knife to his neck and I'm like what the hell and then two, then another 3 you know 3 seconds later it's explained why who he is he is the guy who Daniela or who is in love with Daniela and wants to marry Daniela and he's like you know, I wanted to basically kill you, but then I found out it was you. And and how can I kill you? You're Leto, right? This this amazing actor. He's I can't amazing. believe you didn't figure out who he was. Like I instantly knew. Who I he was. honestly had no fucking idea whatsoever. <laughs> and then I this is another. I had goosebumps by the end of this thing. I could not. I could not look away. Like it was fucking phenomenal. This scene was so great. And I'm going to rave over it like a 
giddy schoolgirl because I thought it was just so <laughs> perfectly acted. The I can't remember the character's name, but the the guy who played the one who's in love with Daniela was just I mean, wow. There's clearly something fucked up in his head. And then he kind of, he threatens Leto and and oh, god, it was so good. How can you not love it? Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I, I must watch too much stuff. Yeah. Like, I can sit through a bad movie wow. and, like, love it. Then, like, I don't like, once I like don't like something, I don't like something. Like, you piss in my Cheerios, I will not speak to you. I will unfollow you on Twitter. You know who you be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What about you, Ash? Did you like this scene at all? Um, yeah, I liked it. Oh, I'm offended by both of you. Gun <laughs> to the head, forced to say he likes it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't want me to cry. That's why he said that. Yeah, yeah uh, man. I, I really the the thing I remember most about this episode is the the big fight scene at the end. Anyway, yeah. So yeah, I, and that was the one that 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 stood out most to me throughout the whole episode. Mm-hmm. So all right, so. We see Nomi tied to the bed, and then we see Sun getting ready. The the trainer is like, you know, this is where you're supposed to be. I knew you'd be back. And she's he's taping up her hand and everything. We know she's getting ready to fight. She's about to kick some ass. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, oh, I'm need to pull the fire alarm because they bring in Nomi to go to the surgery. And then we find out that, no, it wasn't just a fire alarm pull. There was an actual fire set. And then they flash back to that scene that you were talking about, Asher. She says, I will burn this mother to the ground before I let them touch your beautiful brain. And so she literally set a fire in the hospital in order to, you know, get Nomi out of surgery, which I thought was really awesome. That's what I'd do. Yeah. There you go. Burn you. (laughs) Burn that bitch to the ground. Yeah, I did love that scene. That was Mm -hmm. wonderfully timed. And so I know... I'm going to, you know, spill my guts and tell you how devastating this next scene was. And Chris is going to be, you know, just the opposite, which is fine. But that scene where the bus, the Van Damme bus gets uh, taken, basically, I just, man, that was devastating. I was nearly in tears. I'll be honest with you. Like, it was devastating because of the fact of how hard they work to get the drugs. We see in the first episode how difficult it is for them to make money. He has this 800 whatever dollars and, you know, finally gets the drugs he needs and tries hiding it. And then you just knew I just it was a a feeling of inevitability the entire time. You knew that they were going to find it. And they did. I was just surprised they didn't kill him, but at least kill someone. Kill his friend is what I thought was actually going to happen. But uh, who would stop for a beautiful, super clean, well-dressed person in the slums of Nairobi? Just after your friend said, we shouldn't be in this area. Who would stop? Well, it, it felt to me like it's something that they do often. Because he said, you said you wouldn't stop this time. So, I mean, it felt to me like it's something that just is normal. Like they do it all the time to get more money, to get yeah. extra fares. That's what I got out of it, too. Yeah. But it just screamed. Like that entire thing screams set up. I didn't expect it again. <laughs> I expected something to happen, but... I, you know, I'm not the character though either, so I'm looking at it from outside and it's like, yeah, something's gonna happen. Yeah. Um, and so they, they take his drugs and they take the woman's ring and she's begging him not to. And that guy, man, the makeup, that guy's teeth, 
holy shit. I forget what he what he I calls think that's them. that's his real teeth. <laughs> they might be. But I forget what he calls himself. But he's like, we take what we want. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you are something else. Like, your teeth, the, everything about it was just ugh, filthy. <laughs> and it made the whole thing just unbelievably sad to me. I couldn't. Uh, I was just, I was torn up. I was like, no, this shouldn't be happening. I was like, next, please. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. So, smart money is on the skinny bitch. That's what the referee tells the, the guy whose uh, son's about to kickbox and trying to motivate him to fight her. Because the guy's like, I ain't going to fight her. I'm going to kill her. And, you know, smart money's on the skinny bitch. And so then they, they start fighting. Um, And then... This is another moment that almost I, I just loved it, man, between Caffius and his friend, because his friend's like because he's like, fuck it. Like, I'm getting our shit back. Like, I this isn't this is not going to go down this way. I need those drugs for my mom. And, you know, he's trying to Jella's like trying to convince him not to. But he's like, no, it's going to happen. And you need to go because you have a you have a wife and you have a kid. You need to go. And he's like, no, like, I will follow you anywhere. And he's like, I know. But and he like chases him off the bus. And he's like, not now. He's like, anyone who wants to get off, doesn't want to go, needs to get off the bus now. And the lady in the back stays there. She's like, that, I was married to, or my husband's gone, been gone 42 years, and that was the last thing I have to remember him by. And so she's going with him. I thought it was awesome. I was like, yes, let's do it. This is going to be great. Um, I ain't going to ask your fucking opinion, Chris, because I don't care. So... <laughs> <laughs> this scene, I thought it was so awesome, going back and forth. So... Um, basically, we have the fight scene that Ash you were touching on a, a minute ago. Oh, the, that and the, the the before we get to the fight scene, um, what sealed that scene between him and his friend for me was when he gets back on the bus and the old lady's in the back mm -hmm. and she won't get off. And right, she's like, you know, that that's all I have left of my husband, and it's like, all right, let's go. I know it was so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that was great. I love that. Definitely. Um, and so I thought it was really cool because. You know, he gets out, he, he chases down the cars and he gets out and uh, he picks up the gun. And as he picks up the gun, that's when Will comes in. Because obviously Will is, a, you know, presumably an expert marksman because he's a police officer. And so when he needs to shoot well, he becomes Will or Will becomes him or whatever the case is. And then when he needs to fight well, he becomes son or son becomes him, son appears, whatever. I don't know what we're calling it or how it happens, but yeah, it's, it's weird. Son is there. Like it, it, it's a cool scene, but it, I was just confused because I'm like, is she there? Because she obviously she couldn't be there during like the kick fighting stuff because mm -hmm. she was doing her own kick fighting. The kick fighting. I think I think they're sharing they're sharing <laughs> skills. I think is what it is. Yeah. I think they're I think they're sharing like he's getting Will's skill with a gun at that moment and then when she's fighting he gets her ability to fight. Exactly. But they seem to be able to be it, it seemed like it was implying that they could see what was going on too though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it, it was just it was a lot. I was like, ah, oh, my brain. But I don't think I don't I don't know that we have to know the answer that it has to make sense. Because I think it's like what what Ash saying where it's just kind of uh they're sharing their abilities. And I think that's all that matters really. Well, no, I just couldn't figure out, like, in my head it wasn't quite working out with the, like, are they actually there? Are they seeing it, too? Or mm -hmm. are they not? Or are they just... Right. Well, she does, uh, Sun does see uh, see him in the arena when she's fighting. Yeah, because too. she gets kicked yeah. in the gut. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And, and he begs her for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I, I yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was, it was interesting. It was confusing, um, but I think it was purposely so. And I think that it's something that we'll probably understand more as the, as the series continues. But frankly, if we don't, I'm fine with that. Like, it doesn't have to be spelled out for me in that sense. Um, I like the fact that it just, to me, it was them sharing abilities. And I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. So it ends with, uh, you know, they kick everyone's ass. And then the, the other two people in the um, SUV, they drive away. And he stands there looking on. And the old lady in the, looks on and she says, uh, he is Van Damme. I thought that was awesome. I love that old lady. She was so cool. And that is episode three. So Chris, uh, let me get my, I guess I got my thoughts first. So I thought, I mean, it's pretty blatantly obvious what I thought of the episode. I thought it was pretty fucking fantastic. And I love that the, the focus on the other characters that we didn't really get anything on in the last episode. Um, but like I said, the only story that I'm not connected with at all, three episodes in, is the Indian woman, Kala. I just, I don't give a shit. Um, but like I said, if they add some more of that Bollywood dance music, I might care a little bit more. And so, Chris, what are you, what are your th- overall thoughts on episode three? It, it, it's about on par with episode two. I mean, I really like seeing Sun and finding out there's a lot more to her. And I think she's definitely even more so now an interesting character than before. Right. Because before it was just I was intrigued. Now I'm just completely like, I want to know more. And I liked getting a little bit more of Riley in there. And I still like the, whatever her name is that I can't pronounce correctly, the transgender girl. Know me. Know me. Yeah. You know I, me. I, uh, I, I like to call her Naomi or whatever. <laughs> Naomi. Anyways. But, um, yeah, I just didn't like the Nairobi plotline at all. Okay. Like it, it's there with Leto and they had like heavy influence this week. Yep. That and they did. I don't know. But I, I hear everything kind of comes like to the full head in, in the next episode. Oh, okay. General, like by episode four, like most people seem to have been sold. Gotcha. On the thing. So we'll see. We will see. Jeff is kind of, he was kind of done after episode two. Yeah. He said, this show's stupid. Ah, oh, blows my mind. Just blows and then it. He, 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 he joined me for episode three, but was playing Star Wars Angry Birds. <laughs> so he, he was partway there. Yeah. Yeah, see, I wrote like, down, I, like, I feel like the series is getting better each episode, but I feel like it's unclear what it's leading to at this point. But mm-hmm. I am I wrote down that I imagine it'll start to come into focus as an episode or two. So if it's, you know, if what you're saying is correct, then, yeah, I could I could definitely see that being yeah. the case. Well, he, he said he, he wants to know more, but just doesn't really care for most of the characters. Hmm. Okay. And and I think it's because, like, at least for me, the characters are all very, they have very typical plot lines. Ugh. I mean, a you couple know, of them do. The cop is typical. Um, the bank robber guy is typical. The, the gay plot line is just typical. There's aspects I mean, what, of the transgender plotline that are just typical. I don't know those specific styles and genres. I can't remember even, any... like even the Indian girl. Hers is just typical. Like I don't well, know they, that I've they, seen a, another show are... where. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, they they are, but they're not. Um, yeah. Most of the most of the the transgender storylines you end up seeing out of Hollywood are them 
actually transitioning. We don't usually get them where they're actually fully transitioned and they're living their lives. Mm-hmm. So that's different. Um, but I, uh, I, I agree with them on the, on the gay storyline though. Okay. But we have, we, you know, you have a closeted homosexual man who's in a relationship with another man. Um, he's in a public spotlight, but I, I can't remember a time where I've seen it where there's, you know, this, whatever you want to call her, the girl Sad trying hag. to, okay. I'm not going to say that, but yeah, <laughs> that's what they're called. That person. That is what they're called. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> And then her being into it, and and I don't know, just like I, I just don't see that. I, I where where do you see that in in other TV shows or movies? Just everything. It's just the typical thing. Like it's a real person. It's just. But if. It, but you don't watch gay movies, right? So, but if you did, it, it's very clear they have a target audience with this. And judging by my Facebook. It hits all the marks that are required to be. It's basically Nick Jonas. <laughs> this is the Nick Jonas TV show. I have like, no idea what that means. Nick Jonas, he sells himself to the gay community so he can be important. Because otherwise he wouldn't have a career anymore. So he goes to the gay clubs. He, you know, he's playing a gay character now on Scream Queens. Mm. Otherwise, he just sucks. So he's pandering himself to an audience. And I can't help but feel that this show is kind of just pandering itself to kind of the same audience. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm not that audience, and I am in love with it. Yes, but you're super gay friendly, though. <laughs> I, think, I, mean, I think you're just going to stop at super gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it, it's very... like. There's not just one plot line, but there's two. Yeah. And I think that also harkens... I mean, obviously, the Wachowskis right. being the creators, you know? Right. But there's also... What was I thinking? I had a train of thought, and I lost it somewhere. Damn it! <laughs> um, I don't remember now. I'm off my tirade. But there was something else. Yeah. Well, you'll remember for the next episode. Yeah, we'll see. Ash, what are your oh, thoughts yeah. on episode three? I loved it. I love this episode. That's my boy. Yeah, this episode was great. Um, it was paced a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there we might have another episode or two that are kind of paced a little bit slower, just from what I read online. Okay. Um, uh, just because the the show was originally scripted for ten episodes, um, oh. but because of the way they filmed it, they ended up with enough footage for like fifteen episodes. Hmm. And then they edited it down. They got permission from Netflix to expand the series from 10 episodes to 12. Okay. So we might have another episode that kind of feels like filler without, but I don't, I don't, you know, obviously I don't know. Right. Um, but yes, I think they, I think they kind of expanded on it and just kind of went with it. But yeah. Um, so I don't know. I like this episode. I like the pacing. It felt, it felt more like the first episode in, in terms of pacing and impact. Mm-hmm. So, it was also like short. It. It's only 46 minutes. Yeah. Which was, got me excited. I'm like, yay, it's short. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to be over any minute now. <laughs> I was getting tired, too, though. I was like, ah, I need a nap. <laughs> I've done nothing today, and I need a nap. 
I took like a three hour nap. I was like, I'm refreshed now. <laughs> all right. Uh, Anything else? I did remember the pandering thing. The other thing is all the nudity. And from what I understand, there is a lot more male nudity. Oh. A lot more. I feel like I haven't <laughs> seen a penis yet, and you promised all these penises. Well, there there's an orgy scene. Okay. And and I don't know. I can assume who it's going to be, mm-hmm. but I'm probably wrong. But there's apparently like a big old orgy scene and well, nice bangs all over the place. <laughs> uh, okay. So, awesome. That is episode two and three of Sense8. Hopefully you guys are following along with us because uh, I think it's a pretty awesome show. And uh, definitely one that is, you know, worth talking about, if nothing else. So, um, yeah. So, again, uh, Brent, you won Limitless and Hannah on Blu-ray. So, make sure you DM me your shipping address so I can get that out to you. And if you guys uh, haven't heard about that Jamie's Horror Fest, make sure you check the show notes. I'll put a link in there to the information about the Horror Fest. So, that way you can join along if you'd like to. And make sure you check out Cinefessions.com for all of the latest reviews. Um, once October hits, shit's going to be going down on the site. So make sure you uh, pay close attention to it at that time. Excellent. Thank you guys for joining me again tonight. Uh, I think it worked out having two episodes. It's a little bit longer than normal, but I think that's okay because I think there was uh, a good discussion. So awesome. Yeah, we only spent about half hour on each. Right, which is... Yeah, yeah. and we did bullshit for like 45 minutes actually started right yeah exactly <laughs> sorry i talk a lot <laughs> i have a very busy schedule i get a lot of things in oh it's fine i was just saying you know we, we did bullshit a lot you know for the first 45 minutes before we even got into the episode so there's the half the hour of the effect. chris show <laughs> and then the rest of it's everyone else oh man yeah oh, that's I imagine like if it. i did real stuff <laughs> uh, all right well I want to thank everybody for listening, and we will catch you next time. Yeah.